Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is Sunday, January 17th, and Purdue, moments ago, just knocked off Penn State 80-17 to in maybe the longest game of my life. Um, I think the final three minutes took about 20 to complete, uh, and as many Purdue fans know, not the smoothest endings as Purdue games often are, but uh, third straight win, but this one... Does not feel very it was good. Bad. This it was one does bad. not feel very good. In in the the most blunt way I could put it, this game was ugly. Hey man, at least we shot nineteen of thirty from two. I mean, Whippy. there are, there are still some bright spots, right? I'm not gonna say this whole thing. I mean, obviously a win is a win, but given how this this Purdue team has played the last two games, right, where they actually have been playing pretty well, uh, I think there was a lot more to be to be desired from this game um i mean the first half was an utter disaster purdue could not i mean they could not buy a three i think they shot they had two threes in the first half and one of them was just a last second heave by mason gillis uh so i don't know if that really counts but you you'd think after shooting i guess i guess we kind of had that coming our way after shooting 11 of 17 or whatever it was against iu the other day to to now shoot we shot six of 32 today from three six of 32 that is awful awful i mean i'm happy we took 32 threes yes yeah and again statistically (laughs) happy that we missed 20 but and 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 you know statistically like probably not going to shoot that low going forward but it's still just (laughs) it's just it was so poor and the number of I mean, turnovers were bad. And here's the thing. Eh, turnovers were below the season average for Purdue, though. Yeah. yeah. It's just they were not at the right times. Yeah. They were, they were untimely very turnovers against moments. the press at the end of the game. And, the, and the, here's the thing is, you know, Penn State coming into the game had, like, one of the best defenses, right? They, they turned the ball over a ton. But I'm going to be brutally honest. This Penn State team, I mean, that's one of the worst basketball teams I've ever seen. And and I think it's a lot of credit to say they're a good defensive team, because they oh, interiorly they're not. No, I mean they all across the board. I've never seen a team that's just so uncoordinated. But here's what they do: they play really hard and really aggressive. And even though they're just not good at defense, because they just foul on every second of every possession, they get a lot of steals and they get away with a lot of stuff. I mean. You'd think just looking at the stat line that that Hera on Penn State isn't is like a, a lottery pick. You'd think this dude is is all world, and I don't think I've seen a worse big man in college than that than that guy. He fouled every single time a Purdue guy got down low, and I and he only had four fouls on him. That guy should have fouled out six times. My man had ten Awful. offensive rebounds. Awful. He's so bad. <laughs> So bad. 
so bad. And I'm not trying. Again, it sounds like I'm a bitter, bitter spectator, and in part I am. But Purdue, Purdue had 33 foul shots. They could have had 50 today. They could have had 50. Thank God we hit them. I mean, sort of. Towards the end there, we (laughs) really, really wanted to give Penn State that game. We could not hit a free throw at the end there. And that's the other thing that I want to say is, is Purdue had a 17-point lead with nine minutes to go in the second half, right? Nine minutes. And then they win this game by eight. (laughs) And and the eight was generous. I mean, it was down to four points there until the last minute or so. And I mean, at one point, it they was... had two consecutive good looks from three at the end of the game, like where they took a three, Harar got the offensive rebound, kicked it back out again, and they had another look from three. And they were both pretty clean looks, and we were pretty lucky that they didn't go down because that got, could have gotten real ugly I mean, real quickly. It was just such a poorly – again, the first half was awful. This, the first ten minutes of the second half, Purdue looked like a completely different team and looked the way they should have played the whole game, right? They looked confident. They were making shots. They moved the ball around. Right, they're getting defensive stops. And then that last 10 minutes, they just completely fell apart. And I don't know what it is about this team where they just they just have lapses for, for extended periods of games where they just forget how to play basketball. They don't know how to score. They don't know how to play defense. They don't know how to, you know, they don't know how to break up. That's the thing that frustrates me the most is this team just does not know how to break a press. They cannot, for the life of them, break a press. There was yeah. one possession where Penn State knocked the ball out of bounds like two or three separate times, right? And Purdue could not get past them. And well, it been, worked. I've been saying this. It worked for Penn State for for a good portion of the last three minutes. I've been saying this for a while, right, that the two starting guards, my big issue with them is they're not good ball handlers. They just aren't, right? And this is why people have been on me that, I talk about Ivy too much despite his limited role. And yeah, he didn't shoot well today. But the fact of the matter is he's the press breaker. We don't have – Eric Hunter had three turnovers. Brandon Newman had two turnovers. Stefanovic, another two turnovers. Gillis, another two. Right? Mm-hmm. And you could say turnover-wise, we were under the season average for Purdue. But you have to also understand that into that season average comes times where we're playing – really, really good teams. And that's mm-hmm. where you're going to have a lot of turnovers. Against teams like Penn State, I mean, that's why... Otherwise, VCU would be the best team in the country, right? Because they press the whole game. And they still... Whenever they... I remember a game a couple years ago when they played Kentucky. And that was the year that Kentucky had De'Aaron Fox. And I think they lost by 40. Because they pressed the whole game. And De'Aaron Fox was just like, okay, I'm going to break this press. And we're going to beat you by 40. And mm-hmm. that's what happened. We th- the thing with the press is if if it gets broken, it's always men up on the other side of the court, mm-hmm. right? And, and the the fact that we don't have a single guard in our starting lineup, I, again, I, I've been saying this for weeks and weeks that can beat a single guy off the dribble consistently. I mean, I'm sorry, I I think Eric Hunter is a decent player, but he doesn't have point guard handles. He just doesn't. He doesn't even have collegiate point guard handles. Right, he he should be playing off ball, but then again, who's gonna play on ball? Because Brandon Newman doesn't have collegiate point guard handles either, right? And so it's like, well, if both of them have to start, then you get into a real problem. 
when you have to have somebody who has real point guard handles. Well, no, here's what I'll say about that. Eric Hunter has point guard handles, but he's not he's not a he's not a one on one he's not like a Carson Edwards point guard handle, right? He's not gonna just like break a guy down. He can't break a press. Right. He's he's a he's a PJ Thompson type dribbler where like he he is the uh the organizer, right, on offense. Right? Like he'll set up plays, but he's not gonna he's not gonna use the dribble to to beat a guy, you know, or break a guy down, which is it's which is our big need right now because in that situation with the press, you need a guy that's just gonna that's that can that can beat somebody. And Purdue just can't do that. And it's going to cause them so many issues. Again, this this game, w- when Purdue was up 17, right, they were in such a flow. You, It looked like they were going to run away this game. It's going to be an easy 20 to 25 point victory when it was all said and done. And they just completely fell asleep. And it was so... And, and a lot of that has to do with Travion. Travion had three fouls in this game, and they were all stupid fouls. And it and it threw off our rhythm. It threw off the rhythm in the first half, the the little that they did have in the first half. And then in the second half, when he came out the floor, they completely fell asleep. Right? Because Travion was so unguardable for Penn State, because they have no interior defense and they're prone to fouling, that he had he got whatever he wanted and the second he came out was a completely different story. They showed some stat when he came out in the second half where his plus the the team's plus minus when he's on the floor and when he's not they were dead even when he was off the floor and they were like plus 18 or whatever when he was when he was on the on the court and but it's it, just it's like at some at it, some point right and i will criticize painter a little bit for this at some point it's like okay yeah Travion has three fouls right but i mean if you're going to take him out for for stretches at a time at some point, you got to take the risk, right? And just well, they did at the end. If, he was playing, but then him, they had to take him out again because the free the throws. Center. No, they had to take him out again yeah. at the end because the, the free throws. They put him back in. But I'm just saying, in in a moment where we our offense was flowing, right, and there was clearly rhythm to get a stupid foul the way that Travion did, completely threw off the whole flow of the offense, and yeah, then that's what dumb. stopped it's us short dumb. in our track. And then they put him in later. And then we needed the free throw, so we had to take him out again. So it's just, it was just really bad timing. And and yeah, it's a win, but this is not a good performance. And yeah, you can say, oh well, Penn attempts. State didn't play for two over two weeks, so like they they were really aggressive and just like ready to play. Yeah, you can say that, but also at the same time, they played piss poor too. But it's they also like twenty five percent. That's the thing three. is, if if they shot even just remotely okay from the field, not even from three, we we lose this oh, game. Oh, they crush us. We lose this game. They crush us to a team that hasn't played in over two weeks. I don't care how eager they are to play; they haven't played in two weeks. And and then Purdue. I mean, I will say here. I I'm gonna flip now and and say the one thing I actually do and did like from this game is. Zach Eady actually had a really good game, and and that was after Indiana, where I was criticizing him for him just not being very skilled, and that's okay because he's seven four and he's a freshman and has only played basketball for a very short period of time. That's fine, but he actually had a pretty good game today. I mean, seven points, six boards, and he actually looked he looked good. Like he looked like he knew what he was doing. He I can I was noticing that you know when he'd get an offensive board or whatever he'd 
he'd stop, right, hesitate, let the defense jump a little bit, right? He was timing things better, and he wasn't just going straight up with things. So I liked what I saw from Zach Eady today, right? And he had to play more because Travion was, was on the bench with some fouls. Um, otherwise, there's not really a whole lot to, to like from this performance. Well, it's, it's a couple of things, right? And I think what you notice also is that a lot of these other teams, they might have their starting proper big who they use to do stuff but they still even always have one or two stiffs off the bench who can kind of sit in there in case mm-hmm. and Edie isn't even at the point where we can really do that right we, we don't even just have like another 6'10 dude who can jump even if he doesn't know what he's doing mm. and just kind of throw him in there to just hit a guy and get some rebounds because the, the other thing that I, I will say is from two, we actually shot, if you just exclude the three-pointers from the field goals, if you do the math, it's we shot, so 25 of 62 overall, it's six for 32 from three, so that's 19, 19 of 30, 30, which is pretty good. No, I mean, no, it's, again. It's not far short of 66%, right? When we were getting, and that's something that I think John Beeline, the color commentator of this game, brought up was that Penn State has like some of the worst two point defense in the country of like any power five team, I think. Right. And it was noticeable. It was noticeable. Right. (laughs) Anytime Brandon Newman had like a little pull up floater from like the foul line or even again, Travion, it was going down. It's just, we shot so horribly from three, especially in the first half. We're two of 19 in the first half, four of 13 in the second half. Right. Which is still not good. At some point it's like, why are we taking 32 threes when we can't even buy one? But they, and I know it's, it's it's not because a lot of them though, a lot of them were wide open threes though. So it's like, that is a fine shot. Yeah. That's a good shot. But it's just like, how do we manage to always do this where we're always like, sure. Certainly we can't go two of 19, right? Like eventually you have to make like a couple. Nope. No, no. we'll, We'll shoot two of 19 and not bat an eye. It's just, it was just, I mean, eventually you have to regress. It was one of those, it was one of those just classic Sunday, 1 p.m. tip offs where just nothing was good. Really, there was not a whole lot of positives in this game other than it's over now. Out rebounded. Yeah. Well, and again, a lot of that is just because getting out rebounded. First win when getting out rebounded. Yeah, I mean that's kind of. Perot had ten offensive rebounds. That is I mean, unacceptable. That's that such a that's such a misleading stat though because, again, every single Doesn't time matter. was over. You cannot the let some random center. I'm sorry, is he projected to go number five in no, the draft? No, he's not no. projected to even sniff the pros. Yeah, so some random college big, you cannot let them get ten offensive rebounds. It's not Anthony Davis. Oh my god! It's just watching of fact, him play. You shouldn't maybe. let Adam Davis get ten offensive rebounds on you, but you cannot him... let Harar get ten offensive rebounds on you. Watching him play just like made me physically angry because he's. He, I I I think right. I think I could genuinely beat this guy one on one, and I know that sounds so absurd that. and that un- sounds so audacious. But I don't care. I that, he's such a fundamentally. And they were like, oh, he works harder than anyone. It's like, yeah, because he's terrible at basketball. He has to. <laughs> he's... He had three assists, dude. Oh, yeah. Can't be that bad. Oh, there we go. That sets him over the top. He was so bad. Every I, I don't think I'm as, I don't was think I'm over as, the I'm back angry. Or, a, or a foul. He's, uh, See, he's but the bad. thing is, be honest. You wouldn't mind having him on Purdue. What? I would love to have him on Purdue. 
personally. Would I mind having him on Purdue because he's another guy that's above six six nine, right? That whose only job is to go out there and just be a body. Sure. Would I want him at on Purdue? No, because he's not a good player. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, I don't like the dude's style as much as anybody else, but that is part of what college basketball is. I, I mean, get that, it, but most guys aren't that skilled. I get it, but you're I you're telling me you're telling me you wouldn't trade one of our dudes off the bench for him? Absolutely, you would. Because when Travion goes to the bench because he clubbed a guy three times and he has to sit around so he doesn't foul out, he's the guy you wanted because you don't care if he fouls out. Eh, that dude know. plays right on the edge of getting ejected every single game, and that's a good thing. One of the stats that... Ideally, you want all your guys playing on the edge of getting ejected. You just don't want them getting ejected. One of the stats that just like sums it up. Purdue had no field goals the last 351 of the game. And part of that's because Penn State was fouling. But that Falling was really only the last yeah. like minute and a half to two minutes, right? That I mean, there were a couple of runs where Purdue was just ice, ice cold. It was not, it was not pretty, and thankfully it didn't help that Brockington and Wheeler had their hands. And here's the here's here's the uh, here's the the rough thing is that a horrible game like this, and then we go play Ohio State on Tuesday, so we have one day off. Who are pretty have, good, and Ohio State's ranked right. We already played them one time, but they were missing, like, some They're of their two key best players. Their two best players. Right. And now Ohio State's, like, red hot. And they are also 5-3 and three in the Big Ten. So, that is... And it's... Yeah, it's going to be a rough game. And it's at Ohio State, so we're back on the road. Ugh. Does not... Does not get easier for Purdue. Yeah. Oh, my god. I mean, if we want to move into talking about the Ohio State game, we can... Yeah. Sort of preview that a little bit. Um, just a brief overview of the stats. I mean, they're better statistically, right? I don't think that surprises anybody. Um, they just they beat have some Illinois. great guard play. Yeah, they just beat Illinois. They have some great guard play. They are actually pretty good defensively as well, like Purdue, but they are better offensively by about six and a half a game. Uh yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a team that's it's your classic very guard dominant play style of defense. Don't make a whole lot of mistakes. Team in the Big Ten, and and they're and they're good, right? We beat them without their two best players, and now their two best players are back, so they're going to be a completely different team. We can't even use the first game as a preview. Yeah, and we that said different. that even at the time that this this is going to be yeah. a completely different matchup the second time around because Purdue won ugly without their two best players. So it's. And and again, their two best players happen to be, you know, wing wing players guards. Or, or guards. <laughs> and as we've seen, Purdue struggles against very good guard play. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of works out because I, I Ohio State's bigs aren't their strong seat, suit, and right, and that's Purdue's strong suit's Travion, right? So hopefully, Purdue can keep up. But it is going to be at this this game. It has to be low scoring for Purdue in this one if they want to win because Yeah. Well the good thing is Ohio at least State statistically Ohio offensive. State Yeah, but they're not the greatest three point shooting team. They're okay, but they're not as good as Purdue. Statistically. Yes, statistically. So caveating it. They turn the ball over a lot less than Purdue does. They're a lot safer with the Everybody ball. Everybody does. Purdue has like one of the highest turnover. Well, yeah. Second margins. second highest in the big ten. <laughs> the big ten, so it's not um, saying a whole lot. Yeah. The, the good thing is their guards aren't, even though they're good as a team defensively, they don't have a lot of individually fantastic defensive players, hmm. statistically, mm-hmm. to caveat that. Um, 
obviously Washington is great. We know Walker is great, right? Yeah. The, the, EJ Liddell the, coming the, back for them is huge as well. I mean, he yeah, is so but good. I think this is a team that their guards are going to rely more on slashing, and so it's going to be tough for our bigs to stay out of foul trouble. Um, Just the way that they like to play. Mm-hmm. They shoot pretty well at the rim. They get a good amount of fouls called on them, and they hit their free throws. I mean, they're a way better free throw shooting team than Purdue. Mm-hmm. They're one of the better free throw shooting teams, if not in the country, but for sure in the Big Ten. Yeah. And uh, Chris Mo- Chris Holtman uh, is is a very good coach. He's a good too, coach. So I, expect, yeah. I expect them to play better than they did the first game that we played. It's it's so hard to preview this game because you think so many players missed the first game. Yeah, and also so many players missed other games that you could use to like collect data points on how they did against other opponents, right? It's just such a difficult. It's it's difficult in a different way than Penn State, right? Penn mm-hmm. State was difficult to preview because they hadn't played at all. These guys is because they have a different lineup every single day. Mm-hmm. And it's all pretty good. I mean, they if they you, go pretty if you deep. Look right? at their they starting go nine five, guys deep, easy. If, if you if you look at the starting five that the first time they played us, right? They were missing. I mean, what's his name? Uh, C.J. Walker came off the bench, right? But they didn't have E.J. Liddell. They had yeah. Dwayne Washington, and he shot very poorly against us, and that's a big reason why we won. Yeah. Now you can say the other won, side. Zach Eady started that game for Purdue instead of Travion, even though Travion played more minutes. But it'll be interesting because that was also when Edie was having his honeymoon. Yeah, dude was unstoppable mm-hmm. by anybody. Well, this was this game seven, the four game of stretch season. in yeah. the yeah. He had like a four-game stretch where he was just unstoppable. I will say Purdue did not shoot very well in that game either from three. Um, so you know, if Purdue yeah. can, we have shoot... very few games where we shoot average. We either are just scorching. Yeah, well, hot welcome to Purdue or basketball. Buy a three-pointer. Welcome to Purdue basketball. Right? Uh, <laughs> so I mean, if Purdue can scrape together just an average shooting night from three, I. I I like their chances, right? If they can and play, and if Traven can stay out of foul trouble, if they can play good defense and and shoot even just average from three, I like Purdue's chances. Uh, just because I think they play good enough defense, right? Game to game, that they can they can stay with it. But if but not an easy win by any no any no, this will be not this will even be we're not even much, favored. This is yeah, this we're is a much favored. different game than the first time around. Much different game, and a lot of the line. I mean. As there, oh, yeah. as there is in any Big Ten game this season, but like I said, Purdue and Ohio State both tied for third place. Well, it's also in the Big the, Ten right the now. The Big Ten is is quite strong. You could argue either the first or second strongest conference in the country with mm, the Big it's Twelve. The first. And it's the first. Um, you could say that every spot you move up in the in the Big Ten is maybe even two or three seeds higher in a tournament, mm. right? As you're starting to think about, you know, March, the second half of the season, yeah, because even if you Forget the big tournament for a second. There were gonna Big Ten tournament. There are gonna be a lot of at large bids from the Big Ten. Just mm-hmm. at least eight. Yeah. At least. Maybe even nine or ten. Yeah. Right? So I I just think that every spot that you move up above the halfway line, it's not only you're guaranteeing yourself a spot in the tournament, but you're avoiding some of these other really, really strong teams for one or two rounds. Which and is always nice. You want to get a warm-up game in, in the tournament. You don't want to have to play, you know, Kansas <laughs> in the first round. And here's the thing about Purdue. Purdue actually has, I don't want to say a favorable schedule going forward because, again, this season in the Big Ten is kind of chaos and anybody can beat anybody. But I will say, Purdue, the rest of the season, only has to play Michigan once, Wisconsin once, 
and then the only other ranked team at the at the current moment in time that they play is Minnesota, which they play twice, right? Otherwise, they're playing Maryland, Northwestern, Penn State, and Nebraska, and the Michigan and State, who's got still blown out by twenty five by Iowa. So, and, and and Michigan State's still a question mark that you know Purdue plays later as well. So. It, I don't want to say it's a favorable schedule, but as far as Big Ten schedules go, that is about as favorable as it gets, right? So you'd have to think, Purdue, if they can steal one of these two from Ohio State, Michigan, right, and then win the majority of the, the rest of their games, they they look good, right, in terms of the, the league standings, but overall, you know, as, as yeah. we get closer to the postseason. But I don't want to get ahead of myself, considering the, the next game is literally on Tuesday. That's going to be rough. To turn around. Well, this is a rough two game. This is a rough three game stretch. Oh yeah, three teams that are on paper better than us, right? Mm -hmm. Statistically, so we're not going to sugarcoat it. uh, That game is on Tuesday at five thirty p.m. So we will have our recap, uh, our reaction shortly following that game, and and then Michigan's later in the week. I think it's Friday, so we'll have that over the weekend as well. Uh, until next time. That's all I've got, right? Yep. Oh, we got NFL this weekend too, so we'll have some NFL later this week. In between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a lot going on in the sports world. And until next time, see ya.